My friend, thank you for joining me for a conversation on the podcast today. Last week, I sat in a prison with 12 inmates, and I asked them this question, what is the most difficult to overcome? The ghost of Christmas past, the ghost of Christmas present, or the ghost of Christmas future? What do you think their answer was? First of all, let me say this. I'll tell you which one was the easiest for them. The one that was easiest for them was overcoming the ghost of Christmas past. One man said to me, he said, oh, the past, that's easy. That's done. This is a man who at some point brought the end of someone else's life. He killed someone. But he also, in telling part of a story, he talked about his father and what his dad was like. He said, my dad was the complete representation of all things evil. He said, he shot my mom in front of us. And he recounted other stories. He said, I I could tell you a hundred stories of things that he did with us kids that was nothing but evil. Here's what he said. I decided to forgive him. I forgave him. He said it was 2015. I was talking to him on the phone and I forgave him. It was stunning to hear him talk the way he talked. And he said, you know, when I forgave him, it's like my mind opened up. And he just described the different thinking it caused in him. This man is in prison for bringing someone's life to an end. And he he talks about how he forgave his father, who probably had so much to do with everything that went wrong in his life. I forgave him. What was fascinating, he said, you know, I forgave him in 2015. In 2016, my cellmate brought me an envelope. It came from the mail. And he said, this came for you. And this man opened that envelope and it was a letter to him from the mom of the man he killed. And she said, I just want to let you know, I forgive you. If somebody wants to overcome the ghost of Christmas past and everyone has to face the ghost of Christmas past, forgiveness may be the ultimate key to doing that. Another inmate piped up and he said, this forgiveness, like, how do you get that? What is this? He was blown away by it because he heard another man, another man in the room said, you know, when I was 18, I did something to end someone else's life. And he said, I had to learn to forgive myself. And that's when this other man said, what, what is this forgiveness? How is this a thing? How? He said, he said, you, you can't forgive someone that doesn't ask for it. You can't forgive someone that doesn't even know they need to be forgiven. You can't forgive someone that, that's, not, that, that's not repentant about what they did. In the rest of that room, men spoke up and they said, you, you, you can't wait. You can't wait for someone else to go first. You got you to let yourself go. By letting them go. 
Forgiveness is something that we want to rationalize how it works. We want to feel like forgiving someone before we forgive them. We want to feel like the other person deserves it before we forgive them. We want to wait until they say something where they officially ask for forgiveness. What if we don't have to wait for the other person to go first? What if we can choose forgiveness and we can experience the same thing this inmate spoke of when he said it freed my mind? It's also interesting to note that he said, you know, I still talk to my dad consistently now. And he said, my dad has never apologized yet. But he said, every time I talk to him on the phone, he cries and he tells me how proud he is of me. You see, we might think that what we most need is for someone to apologize to us. Maybe what we most need is to forgive someone that has hurt us. What if we don't have to wait until they go first? We don't have to wait until they apologize. We don't have to wait until they change. What if instead we offer forgiveness to this fallen, broken human being? How do you overcome the ghost of Christmas past? Forgiveness. And it's really good news to know that we don't have to wait. We can go first. We don't have to, we don't have to put our life on hold until someone else does something first. We can take back our future by forgiving someone else of what they did in our past. Secondly, let's talk about the ghost of Christmas present. This was something that one of the inmates said, that's most difficult for me, the ghost of Christmas present. Just to exist in the life that I'm living. He talked about the frustrations of feeling like he can't live out who he's made to be. As he, as he talked, I thought, wow, this, he sounds almost like me. He sounds like a lot of people that I know. I don't think there's anything more frustrating than feeling like you're trapped inside of your own existence. But for him in that prison, I think he's just like other people who live in invisible prisons, trapped out of the life they want to live. What's the key to overcoming the ghost of Christmas present? It's trust. And the way that we best live out trust is by taking the next step in life. Taking the next step. When we don't take our next step in life, we grow in stagnancy. Stagnancy causes all kinds of frustration, high levels of anxiety. To live out the present We've got to take the next step. That is how we not just express trust, but we, we grow in trust. If we don't take steps, we grow in stagnancy. 
So when you find yourself trapped in your present, what's your next step to take? It's probably nothing unbelievable. It's nothing that's really hard. It's just awkward. It's uncomfortable. But I want to encourage you that taking your next step can help you overcome the ghost of Christmas present. I will never forget a story. This happened with me when I was in college. I was a senior and about to graduate. And the the professor, her name was Dorothy Jean Furlong. And she was probably in her upper 60s at the time. A real powerful leader. Someone that you respected. And when you were in her presence, you just, you stood up tall. And you listened closely. Someone in that room, it was a group of seniors, one of the older students said, Dr. Furlong, I've got a question for you. In just a couple of months, we're about to graduate. How do we know where to go? How do we know what to do? And she said something and did something that I will never, ever forget. She stood beside that little podium and she took off her little wire rim glasses And she stuck her hand up in the air and extended a finger. And she said to that student, she said, Chip, this is how you walk with God. And she took one step forward. And she said, Chip, after you do that, you do it again. I will never forget that moment. If you're struggling with the ghost of Christmas present, I want to encourage you to look in front of you, look down at your feet and ask yourself, what's the next step for me? It doesn't have to be something exact. It might be facing a fear. It might be a conversation you need to have with someone. It might be joining a a group for community. It might be going to church again. It might be joining a gym. The ghost of Christmas present will have power over your life when you're stagnant. You can crush the ghost of Christmas present by taking your next step. And number three, how do you overcome the ghost of Christmas future? One of the inmates said, this thing here, he said, the closer that I get to getting out of here, I am overwhelmed about my future. He said, I'm overwhelmed. He said, I lay in in the bed. I can't even sleep. And I, 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 sometimes I want to go ask the guard if he can let me outside to, to just take a walk. It's a medium security that they're in to ask if I can just go outside, take a walk. And he said, I'm I'm afraid I'll run. I'm afraid I'll run. If I do that, he said, I'm so full of anxiety about my future. What we talked about was this, a big key to overcoming the ghost of Christmas future is to surrender. The reality is we don't control our future. We don't even control today. 
and we didn't control yesterday. We had a part to play in our journey for sure. We always have a role to play. But in all of it, surrender is important because it enables us to lay down the stress of our journey because we surrender what we cannot control. And there's always so much outside of our control. Here's a last action step I want to give you for this conversation of overcoming the ghost of Christmas future. Put everything on the table. If you're a married person, what if you sit down with your spouse and say, you know what? Let's put our whole life on the table, everything about it. And let's talk about what we really want. And let's be willing to surrender anything and get rid of anything that we really don't want to pursue anymore. Let's take our whole life and be willing to honestly evaluate anything about it. Maybe we should give something. Maybe we should let go of something we've been holding on to too hard. Maybe a step of surrender is to have a conversation with with one of your kids and saying, you know what? I've been trying to control your future. I've been trying to control you. I just want to let you know, son, daughter, this is your life. And I have a role to play in it. But my role is not to control you. I want to lovingly serve, but I can't control what you do with your life. So my friends, as I finish this short episode, everyone faces the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future. Everyone does. We're human. So if you're over, if you're facing the ghost of Christmas past, forgiveness is the pathway. The ghost of Christmas present, trust, and taking your next step is the pathway. And the anxiety of the ghost of Christmas future, surrender is the pathway. My friend, I hope you're having a great holiday season with your friends and your family. As we close, I want to simply remind you that your life has a purpose. You can know that purpose and you can be set free from anything that holds you back from living it out boldly. Now go take on the day.